On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we are covering the good, the bad, the ugly of the Badgers' win over Central Michigan. All right, then we brag about what we called, poo-poo what we missed, and talk about who's back in college football. Also picking our games of the week and putting teams on upset alert. Then we move on to the NFL. We start off with a week one review of the uh, emotional review of the Packers and Bears reaction. A little too real. <laughs> also introducing a new segment, our weekly NFL overreactions, which is probably our best segment to date. It's great. It's great. It was a lot of fun. Um, look forward. Look for, don't skip ahead, but look forward to that one. Uh, then we uh, look ahead to week two in the NFL. And then Casey rambles on about baseball in the in the corner kick. Yeah. All right. Let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, it's Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, how are we doing? Marlo, doing great. Glad to be back on another episode of the pod with you. Uh, a nice, relaxing Sunday. We got all our angst, our joy, our crushing defeats out of the way. Uh, and just got to sit back, watch some football, and not have any emotional attachment whatsoever. Yeah. Just a nice little couch day, flipping back and forth between different games. Uh, was able, I don't know, but like I said, no no, no high, no low emotions. Just able to enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah, I did have to miss a little bit of it. I was uh, being a bit of a father this weekend, as I try oh. to be every once in a while. Um, yesterday, uh, my son had his first soccer game. He is in the tiny tots. Uh, it is mayhem. <laughs> There's not really rules. Uh, the kids don't really understand the rules, so how can you enforce them? Um, at any time, there may be one to four other parents on the field helping their kid try and kick the ball or stand up or stay on the field. Uh, it was mayhem, but it was great to see uh, my uh, son in, in, a, in a soccer jersey running around out there. Um at least attempting to play soccer, so it was a great, yeah. a great moment for me there, uh, and a great to see him out there. And he said he had fun, so hopefully he'll want to go back uh, to practice on Tuesday and <laughs> the game <laughs> next Saturday. Uh, and then I followed that up by today. We went to a, a uh, awards banquet for, um, I guess, a cycling thing. It's not really cycling; he has training wheels and things, and he goes around a little track. But they had an awards ceremony, and uh, Marlo, everybody. Everybody, every kid got a trophy, and uh, maybe I'm being soft. Everyone won. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. All the do- I mean, granted, <laughs> okay. granted, he's three, and like up until I think like yep. six or seven now, and we'll see when my son gets to that. Like, I think it's fine because they were all so jazzed to get it, and you can't really like implement like, hey, you won the race. They don't even understand concept the fathom of races really um so it was great and he was so excited to get his great i was gonna say stupid but it's great to him little cycling trophy so um nice. i am on board with every kid gets a trophy uh if it <laughs> jesus ruined the half generation below me i'm for it ruining the not my generation but the half generation below me uh right, right. For it ruining uh my son's generation as well because it was it was just fun and and great to see 
So you got the trophy case started. Uh, trophy case started. Uh, first nice. one in there has his name and everything. So uh, pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Um, I, I it was funny. I asked him if I, where he wanted to put it, and he said uh, he didn't know. And I asked if I could put it in my room, and he was he immediately said no. He did not like that idea. So I was going to add it to my trophy. Like I have a trophy case in my room. But that was fun. Anyway, uh, so that was that was the weekend, Marlo. Um, I guess from a more personal standpoint, but it still was nonetheless filled with lots of football. Lots um, of football. So let's get to that on campus, starting with our Wisconsin batters, Marlo. Yes. Another resounding win uh, over a just overmatched uh, Central Michigan Chippewas. Uh, Wisconsin winning sixty-one uh, to zero. Uh, Stress-free game. Love day. it. Stress-free game. Uh, touchdowns of the day. Uh, three touchdowns thrown by our boy Jack Cohn. Uh, three rushing touchdowns by Jonathan Taylor. Two receiving touchdowns uh, by uh, Quintez Cephas. A uh, rushing touchdown added on by Grocheck and Watson. I think that's it. No, I missed one. Jonathan Taylor also receiving touchdown. There we go. Yeah. That's all the scoring. Uh, we did this last week, Marlo. The good, yes. the great, the bad, the ugly. Let's start with the good. Uh, okay. You want to go first? You you want first? You go. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. I think yeah, I went first good. last time. Good. I was uh, great. I will t- uh, start with a good. I'm going to go with the one, Jonathan Taylor. A good <laughs> Back to game. back. Yeah. This a is good ridiculous game. to say that this is a good game. <laughs> Counting for uh, four overall touchdowns. Um, he had 19 carries for 102 yards. And he had uh, three receptions for 17 yards. I think it was really just one reception for 17 yards and then two for, for zero yards, essentially. Um, I think a good game. I think they kept him in there to get to the 100 yards. And it kind of yeah. took more carries than you would expect, uh, which is ridiculous to say he had 19 carries for 102 yards. But he didn't. in this game, he didn't have that kind of breakaway carry that you saw last week or we've kind of been accustomed to seeing. So... In such a lopsided game, in such a ridiculous way, Jonathan Taylor is only my good. Uh, only you're good. A really good game from him. And I think, you know, enough <clears throat> stats to add to kind of the resume uh, in the touchdowns um, to to be uh, a, a good game for him. So I'm kind of cheating and moving this to the good. All right. That's your good. Okay. I, uh, I can live with that. Just a good I, for my good, will have to uh, kind of eat a little crow on this one. I have to give it up to my boy, Jack Cohen. Um, oh, man. <laughs> he had it good. I mean, I on the record, on the record for yep. bashing his kid, not having any faith in him whatsoever yeah. from, you know, what I saw last week, uh, not the last week, but last year. Um, but, yeah, very surprised at his gameplay, not only his stat line, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that was that line, but also just the the way he looked out there, the presence he had, uh, <laughs> the presence he had going there, making making throws that were like, man, where'd that come from? Uh, hitting people around the spot, hitting people on stride, making you know, putting in in position to be successful um, on there. So my good goes to Jack Cohen. Yeah, good thing I had a backup great. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was going to be my great. He apparently listens to podcast, Marler. We said he had to get better on the deep ball. He had yep. to uh, improve that part of his game. And maybe it was, you know, our excuse, my excuse for him last week being the homer that I am was that maybe he hadn't had enough time with Quintez Cephas. 
uh, to get on the same page. He had two touchdowns to him, one of 36 yards, another of 46 yards. So kind of got that deep ball going, that connection with uh, Quintez coming back. Uh, definitely uh, Jack Cohn with a great game. He was uh, has a school record now for most passing yards in a half. Um, Dang. 276. He's the 11th Badger to throw for 300 yards in a game, and he is the fifth most passing yards in school history at six. Or six. That'd be amazing. 363. Yeah, so quite a day. Uh, 363 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, for now, our boy, I guess, uh, Jack Cohn. Um, yeah. Played, well, we'll save it. We'll save that for a little bit. My great Marlo, you yes. uh, Oh, you go great first. You go great first. You are, you are going to great. Okay. So my great, sticking with the offense, I'm just going to go, uh, well, I'm going to go offense in general, highlighted by receivers, but this includes everyone, yeah. the play calling, uh, the route running, the catching, uh, and I, I guess the running, the running, like we talked about, wasn't exactly what we wanted, but I loved, I thought the offense obviously was great, not only from this production standpoint, but we never took the foot off the pedal on the coach's side. We kept mm-hmm. <laughs> we kept starters in pretty long. Uh, was putting it was having pass plays being called when we're up forty four nothing, which I just like to see. I like to see once we have them on their throat, we are stepping down and keep the keep the pass with them going, and we look sharp doing it. So my grade goes to the offense as an entirety. Yeah, I think there was definitely a great balance between run and pass, and kind of when you when we when I was watching the game, I was thinking like. Oh, I didn't expect a pass play there, or I didn't expect this type of play in this situation, uh, which for a Wisconsin team is is pretty uncommon, right? Normally, we kind of fit a, a template. We have a way that we play, and at least yeah. in this game, uh, the offense looked relatively unpredictable and able to do things that maybe we weren't in the past. Uh, so that was that was really encouraging. So definitely agree with there. Um, all right, my great. Uh, I'm going to go flip it to the other all side. Right, what of do Marlo. you got? I'm going to go with the general defense. Yep. Um, back-to-back shutouts. Uh, as I, I think I saw that uh, they're the only team in Division One that hasn't given up a point in their two games. I think somebody has given up three points or something like that. So this is the only team that hasn't done it. You can say it's not against uh, great offenses or great teams, uh, but I would we'll obviously come to see how these two teams that we've played finish out the season. Maybe they are just historically terrible offenses, but nonetheless, uh, Wisconsin has been able to shut them out, which is actually pretty hard to do when you're running up the score. I think from kind of a mental standpoint and to your, to your point of, you know, having the boot on the throat and keeping it there. Uh, the defense has done that exact same thing on their side of the ball. The stats don't really hold up for this game to it. They only had a handful of sacks um, and uh, one takeaway, I believe it was. Yes. Uh, but when you watch the game, they were in complete control of the of the defensive side of the ball. So I'll give it my great uh, to the defense. Um, yeah, fantastic. And it's shutting, I mean, no matter what the, the level of coverage, having... Shutting someone out in football is, that's just tough to do at any level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you, you even look down the line. I mean, I it was overlooked this week. I had, uh, the <clears throat> the SEC had their, their annual, we're playing like FCS, FSC teams and no one's going to care, but we're still the greatest the greatest in the land. And like uh, Murray State's putting 17 points on Georgia and Tulane scoring on, on Auburn. Like this, th- yep. those aren't two great programs uh, that those two teams are playing and they still were able to score points on it. So. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, exactly. So it, it is, you know, people say, well, it wasn't, you know, it's it's Central Michigan and U.S. But that's still it's still an accomplishment not to have them score a single point two weeks in a yeah. row. So take that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and All right. That. Uh, to add on to that, uh, Central Michigan had uh, 58 total yards of offense. Yeah, that's in, in in the game. One of 14 on third down. Wisconsin, 11 of 13 on third down. So that offense converting on third down, obviously in pretty good uh, positions to do that. Uh, all right, uh, I'll continue, Marla, with my yeah, bad. with your bad. Uh, again, yep. we're living the blessed life here as far as we started the, since we started the segment. It's been hard to get bads <laughs> and uglies, but yep. I found a bad. Um, there was a punt in the second quarter when we were up 23-0, <laughs> to zero, and we had three different holds on the Ooh, same punt. Oh, that's right. I forgot about three that. Three different flags, and then they had to read out, you know, this you know number so-and-so declined, so-and-so declined, so-and-so accepted. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's going to you know, piss off uh, Paul Christ. And I wrote that down because I was like, I'm not going to have another bat, I don't think, in this game. <laughs> so that was it. Special teams on that one punt in the second quarter when the score was 23-0, they held three times. Um, what a sad display. And that was my bat of the game. How about yeah, you? That's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So my bad. Uh, <laughs> it happened during the game wasn't really about the game but I, it affected it affected okay. my watching of the game it so okay. affected me <laughs> so before around around getting the tailgate time is when the news came out that Antonio Brown was cut okay. from the Raiders right so then it's like oh you know he becomes he could be free agent and we got uh, all the tailgates like did you see Antonio Brown did you see Antonio Brown da, 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 da. and then it's like oh who's he gonna go to oh the Bears can give him no they would never do that. the Packers are gonna do it no they would never do that and it's like he's gonna go to the Patriots guys he's gonna go to yeah. the Patriots and then it goes down because like it, it said like four I think it was at 410 whatever some weird time around four o'clock he could sign with anyone it comes down right at that time before like the yeah. middle of a game he's going to the Patriots and that's all anyone could talk about in the stadium around me, I kept hearing about Antonio Brown going to the Patriots. And they got this game going on, and no, everyone just yeah. was to talk about this Antonio Brown going to the Patriots, yeah, and it just made it. It just made the experience so you can do bad. The segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All you, you can hear is Antonio Brown. Okay. Yeah, okay, And then on top of it, That's which funny. I guess I didn't realize, so I got there. That you know, Antonio Brown went to Central Michigan, and. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he went to Central Michigan. There was so many, not so many, but I did see a few of the Antonio Brown Central Mission throwback jerseys being worn around. So it was just a topic of conversation everywhere. Were there any J.J. Watt Central <laughs> Michigan jerseys? Because that was the day. It was the no. J.J. Watt Bowl. He was cheering. He was neutrally cheering for both teams. Was he? Um, oh, he would. Well, I don't know. He put out a, you know, go on Wisconsin and go whatever the Chippewas fight same thing is so, yeah yeah because he uh, he was he went to uh central michigan played tight end there and then transferred wisconsin became uh a dominating uh defensive lineman and um defensive player of the year in the nfl so um uh, yeah. one of those two programs knew what the hell they were doing uh <laughs> on that so antonio brown uh, i know we're in we're on campus but i don't know how much i can add to this but i'm just the whole thing's a mess and what confuses me is when the Raiders signed Antonio Brown, I thought they were going to lean in like, we're the old Raiders, right? We have swagger. We have attitude. Yeah. We, like, do dumb stuff off the field. But when we're on the field, we bring it. And, like, yeah. that's how I thought, like, this whole thing. Like, if you just take that mentality, 
then you just put up with Antonio Brown's ridiculousness, and you can therefore put up with other people's ridiculousness. And like they thrived on that when they were good. That's like yeah. what they like gelled on their like combined craziness. Not craziness isn't maybe they're not they're combined like they had that attitude. They were the the Raiders. Um I thought they should just lean into that, but instead they like 180 and created this whole thing. I don't know what the heck they're doing. Um I don't know what Antonio Brown's doing unless like his whole plan was to get to the Patriots and he's just played this perfectly like 40 chess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> otherwise it's just bumbled by both sides, and I don't think we can learn anything from it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and he goes, Patriots. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, I, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> to, to back you up, I just couldn't. I I thought the same thing. Like everyone knew he was crazy, and he was acting crazy in in Pittsburgh. He's doing weird things. Like you know what you're buying. Why is this a surprise? Yeah. Why? And, you know, why is this surprise you? And I think I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks at all, but I, it was that there was a point where that they didn't have a lot of Mike Mayock, who's the GM out there now. Yeah. Uh, but they just had one. They had a clip of him like he's talking to the media, and you can tell he's like visibly angry that he's not showing up at camp because uh, of the helmet thing. And it's like, are you really gonna get mad about this, Mayock? Like you brought him in. Yeah. And it just seemed like Mayock was trying to pull this like, uh, that old school football guy. You know, you play with your team. You, you right. are you are supposed to be part of this team. Dinner. And I was like, this isn't good. Like just seeing that one clip, you'd be like, it's not going to work if that's how you're going to do this, bro. <laughs> and so right. I just keep going back to that after everything came out. Each after every each little thing came out, and I was like, this is this is going to be bad, and just all went to obviously went to hell uh, on Saturday. So well, that's what I think is so disappointing. Like this storyline is amazing for Hard Knocks. Yeah, like this dysfunction should like. <laughs> This should have been the best hard knocks. I didn't watch it. I've only heard, you know, you talk about it. I've heard some other people talk about it. Like, uh, but like none of this was in there. Like no. none of yeah. the actual interesting stuff was in hard knocks. Uh so I think it was a complete uh a complete miss by hard knocks and the NFL. Um and I know NFL wants to protect like maybe they it was there and they cut it, right? Because oh, they, the they had to cut so much. This should have been the best hard knocks easy and it yeah, it just fell flat. But I mean, yes, you want to protect your brand, I guess, right? You want to protect the team. But like at some point, the fans are watching this because it's entertaining. And if you have this crazy situation here that you basically see nothing of, uh, you see Mayock's reaction. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> that's what I want to tune in for. Uh, that's that's a miss. Uh, so that's bad. That's a bad uh, for sure. Maybe that yeah. should have been my ugly. Is that Hard Knocks missed all that? Uh, <laughs> my, my actual ugly. All right. right. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's get back to it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's bring us back up, way off the rails. Let's get right. back on it. Go ahead with your ugly. My ugly. There's no Badger game next weekend. Ooh, that's a good one. I couldn't get one from this actual game. So that was a good um, one. There's no game next weekend. Um, I think we'll talk about the bye a little bit more next, but we had two Saturdays. Where I was whole and I had my Badger game, and next week my weekend is going to have a hole in it <laughs> where the Badger game should be. It'll be filled by other games, but like <laughs> we talked about this Sunday. Emotionally, yeah. it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Dang. That's my, that's my ugly. That's good. Because um, I really didn't have an ugly, so <laughs> I can piggyback off that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, just, I really like this feeling of like trying to search for ugly. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's it's so good right now. I know it's not gonna last. There's gonna yeah. be some time where we're gonna spend a lot of time in this ugly. It's gonna suck. But yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, my yeah, I, I'll do that. I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll go with. Okay. There's no game. Perfect. There's no game next week. 
um, yeah, on Ugly. And I, I guess we'll talk we'll talk about that a little later yeah. as well. So the other interesting thing about this game before we move on, uh, we had a Graham Mertz sighting. Uh, he yeah, he did. In. I got to see Graham Mertz first collegiate pass. Yep. No big deal. Yep. Uh, Future Heisman he, winner. His first pass was incomplete. He completed his <laughs> next four. Had it right? It was the first pass that was incomplete. Yeah, first uh, pass was incomplete. Next four had total thirty-five yards. Uh, somehow his QBR is better. Uh, <laughs> QBR is a great statistic. Just so for, so, uh, the QBR leader from this game was Chase Wolf, who went one for one for two yards. He has a oh, nice. ninety-nine point eight QBR. Uh, right. Graham Mertz went four for five for thirty-five yards, ninety-eight point five. Jack Cohen, <laughs> twenty-six, thirty-three, three hundred sixty-three, three touchdowns, no interceptions, ninety-five point one QBR. QBR is a very important statistic. We should all trust yeah. it. Um, anyway, it was. <laughs> I, got, I got distracted by the QBR. <laughs> so Graham Mertz, uh, it was enough to. I guess I want to talk about two things. Uh, what do you want to talk yeah. about first? His actual play or that he played. I think, uh, well, yeah, I'll start with that he played because, uh, okay. you know, last last week he didn't get any playing time. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then we talked before, they kept the starters in for longer than I would expect them to. Mm-hmm. And then when he came in, it was like, whoa, what are we doing? What's what's happening here? And I, I think the level of, of excitement uh, overcame everybody oh, that okay. he was actually taking snaps. And, you know, obviously we wanted to see him play. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, starting there, I think it was a, a big surprise that he actually got into the game. Yeah, especially since last week we said Wolf was in there because Mertz, we think is only going to play four games. They're going to try to redshirt him. Yep. So that made sense then. Uh, during the game, the broadcaster said that they interviewed Paul Chris, and he said we're only going to put in, put in Mertz if we think he'll get meaningful snaps. Yeah. They were up by like fifty at the time. I don't know how meaningful it was. Um, so I don't know. It. It. I don't know what they're doing with him now. Like I thought they were going to do the protect him, play four games, and redshirt him. Um, yeah. Now he's going to play more. I think that it was okay to play him because Cone had such a good game. Yes. Like if Cone oh yeah. Struggles and then you put him in. Yeah. Uh, then there's questions, and the, I've kind of been thinking that the the coaching staff is kind of doing this protective thing of Cone. Like, he's the starter. We don't want to put him in a situation where there's an actual kind of public QB battle. Um, so I think they were comfortable putting him in there. I'm just a little confused from that that kind of redshirt aspect. And maybe we're just throwing that out the window and saying, this kid's too good. He's not ready yet. But this yeah. kid's too good um, that he's not going to be here four years anyway. So let's incorporate him a little bit sooner. Um, another yeah. comment that a friend of ours, Dan, had that I thought was really good was uh, getting him a chance to see real college football yeah and just a little taste at the beginning to to show them this is what it's like this is how good or bad you will be um which maybe this does and then we play them three games at the end of the year i don't know uh yeah maybe maybe i should just throw out the red shirt thing from my thinking i don't know yeah i I think there was uh, i saw an article i think it was the uh the sentinel where they had interviewed him, and they st- he still said that he probably will redshirt this year, but they haven't he hadn't talked about it officially with coaches. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he still has three more games he can yeah, play three in. Though, yeah. Three more games we play in. I know people yeah. are kind of upset. It's like, why this game if we're gonna do four games? Save it yeah. for Michigan. Save it for this and that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I do like I do like the fact that he got in. I call it quote unquote meaningful snaps, but it's you know it's another team. It's not his teammates. Yep. It's real college football, like Dan was saying. Yep. It's a real game. So, I, yeah, getting at least – and it's it was at home, so that's kind of safe, too, like having your first snaps at home. 
is probably uh, a good thing as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I wrote this down. Uh, this was Jack Cohn's fifth start, was it? Um, fifth start? Yeah, I think it's his, it was his first sixth career, start. It was his first career home start. I wrote yeah. That down. Yes. I put, a, I put a question mark after that. So I heard it on the broadcast, and I thought that that is crazy, uh, that it's his, his first career home start. Um, so maybe... I mean, we've been we've been tough on Cone, uh, but if he has played all of his games on the road, I know like Penn State Lester was on the road. Um, yep. that's pretty. That's that's something. That's something to consider. Uh, and and a crazy stat. So, uh, all right, I think that's it for Badgers, Marlo. Anything else yep. you got there? Uh no, I don't think so. I think we got it. I think we covered it. Killed all right. it. Nice. All right. Well, let's continue looking back to last week and a new little segment. I don't know if this is new. But I'm gonna call it. We, we called it, Marlon. We we, we called it. We called it. Um, all right. So we had a couple picks last week, some upset picks, and a game of the week. Uh, we definitely yep. picked the right game of the week. LSU Texas game was the game of the week. Um, just a a shootout down there in Austin. Uh, LSU ended up winning 45 to 38. We picked this game, I think, as our game of the week because we said we could learn something from this game. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we did in that both these teams are good and can score points. Um, yeah, LSU has learned to play offense. Yeah, uh, the big story have. is they've learned they've come to 2019 as far as yep. for his offensive play, uh, and it definitely showed. It was extre- like you said, extremely entertaining game. Uh, they yep. got him go you know up and down, back and forth uh, in Austin. With, with so quick drives. Yes, very quick drives. Yeah, LSU uh, has a new offensive coordinator, or at least a new offensive philosophy. It's kind of an air raid, like an air raid light. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. they were slinging the ball around a lot. Uh, Texas has uh, Ellinger still who can chuck the ball, uh, and especially in that fourth quarter, uh, it was just back and forth with drives of six touchdown drives. Let's go back to the third quarter: six plays, seven plays, six plays, seven plays, six plays, ten plays, six plays, eight plays. Not Big Ten football, I'll tell you that. They were sitting <laughs> all around, uh, and God, it was fun. It was fun to watch, uh, and both defenses were just gassed, chasing wide receivers down the field. Uh, it, w- it was fun to watch. Uh, I think we learned that LSU, with this offense, can compete against Alabama. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the big thing. That's the big question they now. Can they, are they going to be, is this the year that they finally beat Alabama? That's all that really matters, right? They could they be in Texas, great. I mean, they, they had to do what they got to do, but when it comes down to it, they yeah. got to beat Alabama. Yeah. And yeah, and that's where it's at. So, like, this whole, unless they stumble along the way, but you know, who I mean, obviously, they have an SEC yeah. schedule to get through. Uh, but I still think we'll be talking about like, is this a tear? They beat Alabama. If they don't do it this year, then it's probably never. Yeah, well, I don't know about never, but it no, that's... a while. Uh, <laughs> their off- the, the question has always been their offense. Is their offense yeah. good enough to score points? And I, I think their offense is good enough to score points, um, obviously, in this game, but against Alabama. Uh, now, weirdly, their concern is defense. As uh, mm-hmm. LSU, uh, will they be able to stop that Alabama team? I mean, it's going to be a heck of a game, and I'm really looking forward to it now, more so than I have been in the past, where I just have assumed that Alabama would win. I'm a little bit more excited about that. On the flip side, Texas, uh, we'll talk about it more in a little bit, but uh, can score offense. I think when they play Oklahoma, there might be 150 points in that game. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know if there will be a stop in that game. That's going to be one heck of a game. Very entertaining. Uh, 2019 football, Big 12 football for sure at its Big finest, 12 football, yeah. Uh, for that. So that was basketball on grass. <laughs> we called it, uh, <laughs> nailed it there with that. Um, all right. Other things we called, we put two teams uh, on upset alert, two Big Ten teams. One on the good side and one on the bad side. Maryland came through on the good side, upsetting. Uh, I almost said Clemson. That would have been something. Uh, upsetting Syracuse, sixty-three to twenty. Um, Dude, Maryland looks scary. Yeah, uh, I I thought last week they were, who they I don't forgot who they beat down last week. They beat some, Howard or something. Howard. So it was like yeah, it was easy to say they still put up seventy-seven points, but it was like oh, it was against Howard. But like yeah, were they 60, 64, 10? It was 60, 63-20 uh, yeah, so, on, on Syracuse. Yeah, they've scored 142 points through two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a turnaround. Maryland's on the Maryland's I get Maryland's on the come up. I'm glad they're not on our schedule. As of right now, as of yeah. right this moment, I'm glad they're not on our schedule this year as a crossover. And yeah. I will venture out to say that they might be able to well, I'm Michigan we can talk about, but they might be able to. to either, I would say either Ohio State or Penn State. They're going to be one of those guys. One. Yeah, they're going to get. A I big could one. see them going to be. Well, last year they uh, took Ohio State to overtime. Yeah. Um, and I I did write down that we quote unquote avoid them this year. Yeah. So <laughs> our crossover games are so tough. I think I probably trade one of them. Uh, yeah. For Maryland, uh, but they scored 140, 142 points through two weeks, which is pretty impressive. And I went back and like expected, like I went to look and be like, this is probably like as much as they scored all of last year. Uh, and they had some big games last year where they so they averaged about thirty points a game last year. So pretty good offense. Yeah. So this is obviously they're scoring twice that so far this year. They're scoring seventy points a game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but um that is bound to come down, Marlo. Uh yeah. but <laughs> the law of averages. Yeah, it's probably gonna come down. Uh but uh they have been an offensive team uh, at least the last uh year and two games. Uh, other thing we called uh Nebraska, uh not back. They were on. We put them on upset alert, traveling to Colorado. They were a little bit of a favorite uh, yeah. out in Colorado. And when I turned this game on, Marlo, I was like, "This feels like college football." Like I've seen this. Why do I feel like I've seen this before? And dumb me forgot that they were both <laughs> in the Big Twelve for forever. Yeah, uh, the Cornell Stewart days. It, yeah, it just felt. I'm like, I've seen this. Like it yeah. brought me back uh, to those. Yeah, the Cornell Stewart. Uh, yeah. Why do I remember a big buffalo running around the field? Why yeah. is this? Why uh, is this familiar? Yeah. Now they're in the Pac-12, which is terrible. And anyway, so yeah. uh, Nebraska went out. I don't. I honestly don't know how they lost this game, Marlo. I didn't tune into it too closely. Uh, Nebraska was up 17-0 at half, 24-14 yes. in the fourth quarter, and they were up 31-24 with <laughs> five minutes left, and they lost this game. I don't. I don't know how it happened, uh, but. Nonetheless, we totally saw it coming. Yeah. So, hundred percent. Yeah. Good credit to us. Uh, yeah, we did see going. It was just, it was Nebraska. It was Nebraska being Nebraska. Like, <laughs> if you want to, say, if if I want to say it, they just went back to what they were doing last year. They had the game in hand, and it just let it, let it crumble towards the end. Uh, just cannot finish it. And I will venture to say that Nebraska is back. Uh, because yeah. Colorado fans rushed the field after they beat Nebraska. Oh, so they did. Yeah, yeah they did. Big, so Nebraska's definitely rivalry. back. <laughs> yeah. Old Big Eight rivalry. I remember the Big Eight. Yeah. All right. Uh, things we didn't call it. Other segment. We didn't call it, Marlo. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. That we I don't remember anything I we, we didn't call. 
We <laughs> nailed everything from last week. We did it. Good job by us. All right. Great segment. All right. Self-round of applause. Best round of applause. All right. On to who's back, Marlo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas. Texas is, you call, you're saying Texas is back. Even in the loss. Even in the think loss. This is tough. They, See, this I is... think they can win the Big 12 uh, based on this performance against LSU. Uh, obviously, they have to beat Oklahoma. I already mentioned that that's going to be over-under probably about 150. Um, yep. I'm still probably taking the over. Uh, I don't I think they're back. It felt like it was a big game. It felt like a big game, and it delivered. And just to have that back for Texas is is something that Got hasn't that that hasn't happened where it's a big game and they show up and it granted they didn't win but it felt it felt like a big game and that hasn't been there so I'm going to say Texas is back until they're not until all right yeah you can definitely tell this kids get every trophy things getting to you oh, um yeah. Texas <laughs> But I'll I'll, uh, I'll entertain I'll entertain the value of Texas back. I feel like you need to win these big games. You're right; they can still win the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this is a non-conference game, uh, but it was a big game, big game at home in Austin. They weren't able to pull it off. They did look. Imp- I don't know. I guess your offensive look impressive. Yeah, uh, doing it like they can keep up with the other Big Twelve teams in the uh, in the Big Twelve. Um, yeah. So I'll get. I'm I'm not I'm not saying Texas is all the way back. I say they're on their way back, and it can't they're happen back, this they're season. They're back for the week. They're back for, for the week, for sure. Okay. Maybe next week they'll be in the who's not back segment. Which we it. don't have anybody for this week. But uh, <laughs> All right. Other team I have back, Marlo. Yep. I don't know if this is, you have this one. USC's back. USC's definitely back. 40, 45-20 win over Stanford. USC uh, student section chanted F Stanford like the whole Nuts. second half. <laughs> um, didn't get tired of it. Didn't come up with anything better. Um was fine. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, lost their starting quarterback. Lost their starting quarterback last week. Have a new starting quarterback in. Uh, threw the ball over the field. It seemed like every time I uh, checked back in on the game, they had scored again. Uh, they're now 2-0. and They have a lot of tough games on their schedule coming up. A lot of at least currently ranked teams. So they're going to have big games. Um, I after the Fresno State game last week, I didn't think they were going to be able to compete in these games. Now I do. I think they're going to be must-see games. And it's just, I think, I don't want USC to be good. I don't want them to win things. But I like when they're good because yes. it's, like, it's more fun to have, because otherwise I don't care about Pac-12 football. Right. Yeah. But it's no, fun it... to turn USC on at like 10 o'clock and be like, all right, let's watch this. Yeah, it's fun USC when they have their swag. There's all these celebrity Snoop Dogs on the sidelines, all these celebs on the sidelines, and, and USC yeah. is, is back, and they have all the, the best athletes uh, on the west side of the country. Uh, and, it, yeah, they're just flying around the field. It's 10 o'clock at night, and they just look super fast because yep. they're in the Coliseum, and they have those those USC yeah. uniforms on. I can I can take that. Yeah, we're uh, a little slow. We've eaten a lot through the day. We, our yep. eyes are slow. They look faster. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They look <laughs> much faster. <laughs> and no matter what, and they're like three deep at every position with yep. the next, you know, the next NFLer. Uh, it is, yeah, it's always good when that happens. Yeah, so long as they don't win anything. Right. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. They got uh, they got some tough games coming up. I know they play uh, Notre Dame later in the season. Utah is uh, two weeks away. That is, I think, uh, I guess I put my money on that being the Pac-12 championship game. And then they face Washington 
Notre Dame, and Oregon also on their schedule. So lots of big games for USC. Uh, I'll probably be awake for most of those. So that's exciting. Um, all right. All right. Anyone else back, Marlo? I don't. I don't have anybody else. I don't have anyone else that's back. Uh, yeah, those are back. Not the Pac-12 playoff chances because uh, Washington <laughs> lost to Washington lost to Cal in like Cal. Th- uh, the game ended at like two or three in the morning. I didn't. Even, yeah, I, I, I remember. I, I, I ever going to I bed like it wasn't even halftime. Minis- <laughs> I stayed up watching the Minnesota game, uh, and it was like the second quarter, and it was like one o'clock in the morning. Here. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, and I was like, should I tur- turn this on? I, was, I will be up. I cannot turn on the football game. I had to go to bed. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, but yeah, they lost. So it's like Utah and USC, I think, for a Pac-12 uh, affiliate. So anyway, who's back? That's it. Who's not back? Lots of people. Uh, we'll flush it out more next week. All right. Next week, Marlo, uh, we got Badgers on a bye week. Badgers on a bye week. Is that is that good? Uh, right before Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. You also know, on a buy. Yeah. So when the schedule first came out, I said we had a buy from Michigan. I thought it was gonna be. I was, I was like, oh, it's great. It's perfect. Now I just yeah. want to keep it rolling. I just want to keep yeah. the good vibes rolling. I don't want anything to stop it. I know Michigan has a bye week too, so I don't know. In you, you know, rest versus rust, whatever you want to call. It. But um, I think in if I'm gonna get a good out of it. Uh, we gave them a lot to go over, a lot to prepare for. Yeah. Granted, they do have that bye week to to kind of sort that out as well. So I'm gonna, in this case, I'm gonna go. It's bad. We shouldn't have had a bye. Yeah. yeah, I think we're rolling. I think Michigan just struggled a lot against uh, Army. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Army had a fifty yard. Was it a fifty yard field goal that was just pushed right by their uh, freshman kicker uh, at the end of regulation? That would have been defeat for Michigan. I feel like there's a lot of questions, a lot of things that Michigan needs to figure out. Whereas we're rolling, so I feel I feel like a game this week would benefit us uh, more so than a, a week from now. So I think it's a bad thing as well. Uh, but two weeks, big matchup against Michigan. Uh, the most important game until uh, we host Ohio State later. Do we host that? It's all, yeah. No, we're at Ohio no, State. No, we're at Ohio State. <laughs> all right. But. Well, probably most important home game then uh, this year. So... We got that to look forward to, but we don't have any better things to look forward to next weekend. Uh, all right, let's try and pick our game of the week next week, Marlo. It is all a right. tough decision because there aren't a lot of good games. Yeah, what a uh, crappy slate. Why can't they put week three better, especially when we have a bye week? <laughs> we yeah, watch all the yeah, when games. we have a bye week. And with conference games earlier, you'd think like maybe you get something a little bit better, um, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, so I guess I'll start with what... ESPN, I guess, has chosen as the game of the week. Uh, Iowa versus Iowa State. Iowa coming in ranked 19th, I believe. Uh, Iowa State unranked. Um, probably right around that ranked, though. Like, probably, you know, 27 to 35-ish yeah. range. Uh, Iowa State. Uh, I don't This is all, This is always an interesting game. It's an interesting test for... Uh, uh, Big Ten versus non-conference team because they play each other every year, almost every year. Uh, I feel like they play every year, uh, and it's a good like Big Ten every versus, year. Yeah, Big Ten versus Big Twelve matchup. Like, where do they rank? We know where Iowa State ranks in the Big Twelve. We know where Iowa ranks in the Big Ten, more or less. Uh, how do they match up? And it's kind of a Big Ten game, right? It's yeah, that kind of style 
game. So it's always it's always fun to watch. And uh, as a, as I think you told me before, this game day will be there. So they, I guess, have a. Gr- uh, that's who they're saying is the game of the week. Yeah, it's a it's that's how you know it's not a great week. But they're picking Iowa Iowa State to do game day. <laughs> Um, as anyway, so it's like this is gonna be this is gonna be the best atmosphere. Awesome! I think they said this first time in Ames. So, um, but yeah, it, it I feel like in this rivalry, and I am nowhere close to it. So it's like the one or two times that I've tuned in over the last few years. It's always the team that isn't supposed to win wins this game. So whoever has the better team ends up losing. Um, that could be a completely wild and off take, but I'm gonna stick with it. And so it could, uh, yeah, it could be one of those Just trap games. Yeah, tra- trap games for Iowa where, uh, you know, Iowa State makes it their Super Bowl and, uh, you know, comes up victorious against Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's won, uh, Iowa's won the last four uh, in, in the series. Um, kind of has had the better of the series. It'll be, I don't know, I, I, it's my leading candidate. Let's look at some other games. Uh, Clemson yep. versus Syracuse. I think before last week, we would have circled this as the game of the week. Uh, yes. Clemson's going to Syracuse. Everybody kind of thinks, hey, Clemson's played Syracuse tough the last couple of years. Um, and given, given them their toughest game in the ACC. And when you went into the schedule this year, you look at the schedule for Clemson this year, you said this is going to be their toughest game against Syracuse. Syracuse being uh, one of the few ACC teams ranked preseason. Um, but then Syracuse got blown out 63-20 by, <laughs> by Maryland. And all of a sudden, this looks like a, an easy game. Yeah, yeah, but but Syracuse has made a uh, living by staying relevant by almost beating Clemson. That is that is Syracuse' claim to fame uh, is that they can almost beat Clemson. And so I think it will come down to that again. And I think they'll come by and oh, well, they beat Clemson once, but it was it was when their quarterback got hurt, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but. They either beat them, uh, or it's like they almost do it. I, they'll probably. I I feel like it'll still be a good game, uh, just because they have to have the right to say we almost beat Clemson. Yeah, it's a late night, late night ABC game. Uh, the last two games of the series have been decided by four points and uh, three points. Syracuse winning one, Clemson winning one. Yeah, um, Oof, I just don't see this being match. close. <laughs> yeah, <the> rubber match. <laughs> I just. So uh, I guess we should mention that last week we considered uh, Clemson A&M as one of the games of the week. Yes. Uh, correctly did not pick that one uh, as Clemson won easily, uh, 24 to 10, I believe it was, uh, 24-14. I don't have it up. Uh, but I, going based off of I'm just I can't get last week out of my head where Clemson looked the dominant team we expect them to be, and Syracuse got crushed by Maryland. Uh, so I, I don't know if I go there. Let's throw out uh, Oklahoma. Versus UCLA, Marlowe. Uh, I really, I know, I just threw this on uh, because it's a cross-conference game. Um, Oklahoma is ranked fifth in the country. They're traveling to UCLA. I think I just want UCLA to be better than they are. Is there any way this is a good game? No, I don't think so. <laughs> in a word, in a word. In a word, no. UCLA is garbage. I don't know what happened to Chip Kelly, how he was able to yeah. do things so well at Oregon had like a season in the NFL that worked well, and it's just all gone to crap ever since, that one season uh, with with uh, Philly. It's just all gone to junk, and he can't recapture it. I thought maybe he could at UCLA. Obviously, being yeah. back in the Pac-12, uh, back in college, thought you could just kind of pick up where he left off, but it's just not, it's just not working out. And, you know, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, 
it, him with uh, with Riley is just he's just turning the machine again, and they're just yep. they just look unstoppable. Yeah, on offense. Look, yeah, for sure. O- Oklahoma looks really good. Uh, UCLA um, has struggled so far this year. You're right that Chip Kelly hasn't been able to catch a lightning in the bottle twice. And I don't know if it's just maybe like college football caught up to him and it's mm-hmm. he's not the crazy innovator that he once was and and that people have kind of figured that out while he was away. Uh, but he's just he hasn't caught it there. Uh, so are we saying Iowa, Iowa State's the game of the week? Is that where we are? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm I got I got to go Clemson Syracuse. I'm gonna go with Clemson Syracuse. I think it's gonna I those those surprises and I know because I'm saying this they're not, but I can't with good faith just say I Iowa State because I feel like it's just gonna be like a ten to seven game and it's just it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be like the Iowa State and Northern Iowa game the other day. It was just great hard nosed <laughs> football, Marlo. I'm gonna stick yeah. with Iowa, Iowa State. All right. At least the one I'm most interested in, and so we'll have a split decision here uh, okay. on that. So that's game of the week. We'll see who was right, and we can call it what we called, what we didn't call. See who was right there. Um, or maybe we'll both be wrong, and it'll be Oklahoma, UCLA, or something else <laughs> off the board. Uh, all right, now we're going to look at upset alerts, Marlo. Upset uh, so alert. I think this is a little so a little different. Like These are the, the game of the week is the game that like I'm trying to think of the difference. Like We're most excited to see this matchup. Yes. We're most excited to see what ha- happens in this game. Upset alert is kind of ranked teams – that we want to put up an upset a little worried. It's probably not going to be a good game, but maybe. Then they should be an upset alert. So my yes. first one, I think anybody in the Big Ten is circling this. <laughs> when Arizona State plays a Big Ten team, yeah. they see this and go, oh, crap, watch out for Arizona State. They're playing Michigan State this week. Good news for Michigan State. It's in Michigan, so they don't have to travel out to that is good. Uh, Arizona State, play in the heat, even though it is 10.30 their time, 12.30 in the morning uh, local time, and it's still a billion degrees. They don't have to play in that situation. Uh, but they, these two teams did play last year at Arizona State. Arizona State won 16-13. Again, at Arizona State. I think that's a big thing. But um, Arizona State, <clears throat> I don't want to say owns the Big Ten. But they're twenty-one and thirteen against the Big Ten. If you exclude Nebraska, because all those games were before they were in the Big Twelve, yeah, they're nineteen and seven against Big Ten teams. Jesus, are they really? That's a hell yeah. of a stat. It's it's pretty crazy, and it's not like they're three and one against Wisconsin. It's not so. So they're three and one against Wisconsin, zero and two against uh, Ohio State. So it's it's not that it's like they just beat up on like Illinois and stuff. Like they play teams, they play the Michigan States, uh, yeah. and that sort of thing. So it's a crazy set, nineteen and seven. I expect it to be a weird game. Michigan State's defense has been really good. Their offense hasn't been great, though. There's a lot of questions about their offense. I could see this being close, and maybe Michigan State coughing this one away. Yeah, I could definitely say it, Michigan State. The past two weeks, it's been it's been tail of two different. I mean, they've won both games, but they've looked totally different in those two wins. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's one of those things where eh, Michigan State does this every year. It's like which Michigan State is going to show up and what's going to stay for the entirety of the year. And I yeah. think this will kind of be that test of where a barometer of exactly where they're at. Uh, yeah. So I like this pick. I, I I don't know if they're going to get upset, but uh, it's one of those I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll circle that one. All right. Next one yeah. I got here, Marlo. Uh, Florida number nine. Florida. Uh, at least when I saw this. 
number nine. Traveling, traveling to Kentucky, and you might say, hey, Casey, before last year, Florida had won 31 in a row. <laughs> before <laughs> Kentucky last year. There's no way that this is an upset pick. But people forget, Marlo. Kentucky won four in a row from 48 to 51. People, oh, people, from 40, people, forget people forget those post-war years, <laughs> those <laughs> early post-war years uh, when Kentucky had the better of the trees. Um No, this is more so. <laughs> I haven't been impressed with Florida. Um, I guess I don't know what Kentucky's done this year, but I can see – I, I'm taking this more of a standpoint of – I can see Florida continuing to struggle and getting upset on the road by yeah. a Kentucky team who now believes they can win. I'm saying take it to the bank. Take it to the oh. bank. Kentucky Kentucky is being Florida. Florida looks like garbage. Okay, that was a little <laughs> tough. But Florida does not, does not look like, did not look like a good good yeah. team in that in week zero. Um, yeah. Kentucky is always, they're a sneaky. No one thinks Kentucky and thinks football, right? We always say Kentucky yeah. basketball, but they have been a pretty stable football program the last couple of years and on the rise. Uh, like you said, being Florida last year after uh, whatever in a row. Um, I swear to God, so I swear to God, I listen to when you talk, and uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Florida going to Kentucky. It's gonna be hopping. I, I'm gonna say take it to the bank. Kentucky is gonna beat Florida on that upset. Nice, I like that. All right. Uh, other ones uh, you wrote down here, Marlo. Other, Other ones, ones yeah. I got. Uh, I say I'm saying look out for Ohio State, Indiana. Okay. Um, and before you started talking to me and bringing these weird things called stats and facts to my face, no. I had it. I had it in my head that in Indiana plays Ohio State tough yeah. at least a couple times that I can remember, and I probably got yeah. stuck in that echo chamber. But I'm still going to stick with it. Uh, Ohio State's flying really high right now. Yeah. Indiana, uh, you know, historically not historically not the best of the Big Ten, but uh, but I think that's the perfect perfect chance for that trap game. Indiana coming up, giving Ohio State a hole in one in the Big Ten would be hilarious. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. So uh, yeah, I'm putting them on upset alert. All right, uh, I don't see it. Ohio State's been great so far this year, um, beating for Florida like 45-21. and then we. We talked about Ohio State as maybe an upset alert. Backed off of it, which was a good call by us. Uh, <laughs> they beat Cincinnati forty-two to zero. Thumped them at home. This yep. is their first away game. That might be something. Um, I, I just wish that they. So they have this game, and then they're at Miami, Ohio. So it's. I I can see this if it was like a look-ahead game. If they had. Yep. Michigan State or Penn State the next week or something. They don't. They have another easy game, so I think they can focus on this. Um, I would love it if it happened. I think this is a little bit of the anti-Ohio State fan in you, Marlo, uh, hoping yes. that this is close and hoping that Indiana uh, has, has a shot. And, and maybe they will. Who knows? But um, I, I was with you uh, with remembering Indiana playing Ohio State close, and then I looked and I was like, oh, it hasn't been close recently. But I think... <laughs> In all of those games, Ohio State scored a score too late to put it out of reach, and yes. they were much closer than the final score would lead us to believe. Um, one more I want to mention, Marlo, upset mm-hmm. alert. Uh, this would be the most hilarious upset. Uh, Chet Nuga goes to Tennessee. And if Tennessee loses the <laughs> third game at home, so they lost their first two games since, uh, for the first time, I believe it was 1980, the last time they lost their first two home games. Um, this would be 
amazing if they lost three in a row uh, to to Chattanooga. Uh, it would be it would be something else. I can't two, imagine that it will happen. Yeah, two things at this point: if Chattanooga won, is it an upset? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, and then three. Yeah, if they do win, or two, if they do win, does Tennessee riot at that point? Is that is that when Tennessee goes crazy and they're uh, they do weird stuff like they'll fire the coach right then and there, uh, burn some stuff around. They'll probably ask for they'll be like pleading for Lane Kiffin to come back. Uh, something crazy, something crazy will come out if Chattanooga beats Tennessee. On Saturday. I went to Tennessee shortly after the Lane Kiffin era uh, for work. Yeah. Okay, and um, they had like posters of hating him. <laughs> 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 Hate that guy. Uh, it was bad. Um, it was like two years removed too. It wasn't like oh, right two after. years like, removed. Jeez. It was still like uh, bullseye with his face in the middle um, of it. It was it was hilarious. Um, but I don't know. Three zero oh, and three would be just something else, and I'm really rooting for that to happen. Um, but I, I I doubt it will. But I want to throw it on there. Uh, our favorite uh, ESPN's follower. Football Power Index has a they made a ninety eight percent chance to win, which I imagine was the chance uh, that uh, Georgia State had <laughs> uh, that two percent, yeah. and then they ended up winning because they were twenty five point favorites. I don't see a line on this, um, but uh, there you go. Uh, so that's it. I, I think I'm going to stick with Arizona State, Michigan State as my kind of I'm circling it upset pick. Yeah, uh, and then it sounds like you're you're locking in Florida, locking in Kentucky, Florida, Kentucky or Florida. All right. Okay. And then we're both hoping for Iowa State and Indiana, but that's, that seems yep. unlikely. Uh, all right. That's all I got for on campus, bro. Anything else on, on campus before we move on to the the paid professionals? Uh, we can talk about we can talk about people get paid we can over talk the about table. Football for almost an hour. My God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we got we got deep in that. We got real deep. I'm glad you guys are still with us. We still got like half wow. the show to go. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh crap. All right. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, we'll fly through this. I know you won't want to talk about Packers, Bears, Marlowe, but I think that's where we are and uh, where we'll start. You want to talk about it, Casey? <laughs> I, I think that based on the premise of our podcast, uh, <laughs> what, we, what we're doing here, we should. Uh, I guess <clears throat> let's start with what did you take away from the uh, Packers and Bears first preseason game? <laughs> first preseason game <laughs> that's that's what it, ha- it felt like um i think it single-handedly rejuvenated the argument for preseason <laughs> oh my god that was all the talk friday yeah we we need a preseason because of games like this um i don't know uh, maybe i have a little bit of an old man take on this marlo and it's just around this being considered a bad game. I'm not arguing that this was an entertainment. Well, the big takeaway, it was crappy. It was crap. It was it sucked to watch. Yeah. It was not fun. <laughs> but and okay. Yeah. This is the thing. All of a sudden football hmm. is now just if there are points, it's good. If there are points, it's bad. And it's bad football. Like, <laughs> no doubt offenses are yeah. rusty, but like Five to ten years ago, this game would like lead Sports Center. Chris Berman would be going on about the black and blue division and how the how tough this game was and and all of this. But now, all of a sudden, if it's not thirty five to thirty or whatever, thirty five twenty eight, we all think that the game sucks. I mean, this is like the Super Bowl. 
Like the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I'm trying. I, I'm getting a little yeah. too ranty. Let me let me pull it back. This game is like the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I get. I hear you. I hear you going. The defense has played really well. The defenses stop each offense from doing what they did. This happened in the Super Bowl. It's happened in this game. Um, but the and therefore we say it's a bad game. But the defenses get paid too. The defense coordinators come up with schemes to limit the offense when they're successful at that. We just chalk at them and go. The offense sucks. The it's a bad game. They're not ready. Well, the defenses are there too. They're getting paid to be there. And I mean, especially as a, a as a Bears fan, I would imagine this frustrates you that that just equals bad football. But that's not what it is. Football. There's two sides of the coin in football. And when the defenses are playing better than the offenses, that's not necessarily bad football. Mm. It's just good football in an I guess a non aesthetic sense in the way that we think about football. In 2019. So my old man take is that these defenses were really good. Yes, we can. I th- I'm sure we'll yeah. pick apart the offenses in a little bit. But these defenses, the Bears defenses are really good. And maybe we're watching two of the best defenses in the NFL. You know the Bears are going to be there as one of the best defenses in the NFL. And maybe the Packers are an above average defense. I'm not going to say one of the best defenses in the NFL. That would be a stretch. But last year they were below average. Maybe the, Bear, the Packers offense <laughs> is above average. And like that's all it is, and it was a weird Thursday night start of the season, rivalry game. I went back and looked Marlowe at like how out of line was this from normal Packers Bears games, and I expected mm-hmm. to be fair. This doesn't quite prove my point because I expected it to be uh, a little bit lower than it was. But the average score in the last three or four seasons has been <laughs> tw- twenty-two to eighteen. So they're not high scoring games. Twenty-two to eighteen. Yeah. Sure, that's more than 10 to 3. I'll give you that. But, like, I don't know. I just got so frustrated with everybody, like, complaining about how bad this is. And okay. And then kind of extending back how bad. Yeah. For, the NFL, for, NFL, for today's NFL standards, it's not. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, and as a Bears fan who, like, your trademark is the defense. Yep. I would imagine that'd be frustrating. So, anyway, that's that's my kind of rant. My old man take, like, five years ago, this would be a great game. Now it sucks because we just <laughs> want to see touchdowns and raw millennials. Um but that said, we saw two. It, it was in like the third quarter, and it was seven to three. <laughs> and they referred to these coaches as offensive gurus. And I almost fell to my chair laughing because it was seven to three. It was in the yes. third quarter. It was terrible, uh, terrible offensive <laughs> game um, for that. So yeah. I don't know where you want to go from there. That's yeah. my kind of rant and my takeaway well, yeah. from the game. Yeah, it was I like it's, from the you, game. you get you. T- uh, well, they came in. I think I feel like the Al and Mike. They came in because it was week one with what exactly yeah. they were going to say, how they're going to frame the storyline, and they couldn't. They just couldn't break away from it. It's like, yeah, their offensive guru is it's seven to three, and we have like a yeah. hundred yards of offense total. Um, so that was great. But I think the big takeaway, obviously, the defense. As and it was so frustrating. Like I, it's uh, this is going to get emotional for me, Casey. It was so. It's one of those things like if you would have told me the stat lines beforehand, if you would have told me I'm ho- like the Bears are holding Aaron Rodgers to 200 yards and a touchdown, I'd be like, we win that game. If you would have told me that yeah. they're going to score a total of 10 points, I'm like, we're going to win that game. Yeah. And like to have that happen, and I think with five sacks and five sacks on Aaron as well. Yeah. Um, I forget the rushing stats, but anyways. It was just so frustrating to be like have a, a 
to keep a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' level to that type of production and still not be able to win. And it was just, it's just, I think that's the frustrating part. And then on top of it, yeah, the Packers were playing, they had, you know, playing good D. But then people, uh, you know, I won't say if you're ill, Casey, but you got some fans out there that are going to do it. They take it both ways where it's, we have the greatest defense in the league and Mitch Trubisky sucks at quarterback. But I don't know which one it is. Is it you have the greatest defense, or is it because Mitch sucks? Which one was it? I don't know. But you guys get the you guys can now say it's both. Yeah. Well, like, I, and that's that's the part that hurts. That's the part that sucks. And I had to deal. I had to sit with it for ten days because it was on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it was five sacks. Uh, the rushing stats uh, only forty seven yards on twenty two carries. So the offense wasn't there. I think. I think we're gonna learn yeah. that. The Packers' defense is better than last year. I think that will kind of come out in the fold. And I think it's for Trubisky, I think this was kind of a fork in the road game. I don't, maybe that's not fair. That's putting a lot of pressure on this game. But he's now at a fork in the road moment in his career. And he's either going to get back to how he played. Um, when they were winning last year and doing and doing really well, or he's going to play like the first three quarters of the playoff game and then this game, and just be a completely ineffective quarterback. Uh, I think you can put a lot on his shoulders, but I think the game plan by Nagy was so far off on what this game was, what he expected. Yeah, the Bears rushed. Yeah, sucked too. I didn't get to that part. Uh, Cohen rushed zero times. He lined up at slot receiver a number of times, and it just seems like Nagy, who is an offensive guru, has overthought it. And I think he needs four, especially with Trubisky at quarterback. I think you can do creative things, but dial it back. Dial it back. Make it easy for Mitch. Give him some easy rollouts to his right that he can complete some things. Get him in the groove. I just thought he went about this game all wrong. Uh... And now the Bears have to ask questions about Trubisky, which doesn't seem... F- I mean, it seems fair based on his performance, but I think you could have done it a whole lot differently uh, as far as game plan goes. I don't know. That's what, Yeah, no, the that, game plan is definitely... Like you said, you, you did the, the run-pass ratio was not there, so it wasn't putting... It... Yeah. Yeah. Well, And then also, yeah, also Bears say, hey, don't put yourselves in holes so we do have to pass, like... It's a freaking joke to be one first and 40. That yeah. was frustrating. Okay, I'm done. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, no one wants to hear me cry about the game on th- Thursday. I mean, kind of, kind of do. <laughs> Whatever. Jay-Z, kind of my question to you. My question is to you because I, I know, you'll, I know you'll tell me your truth. Yeah. Yes, it was, a, it was a defensive game, but on your offensive side, are you satisfied with that performance? No, I thought Rodgers missed a lot of passes. Uh, he looked kind of out of out of sync. Um, we're supposed to be a running team. That's the whole talk about Lafleur's system uh, that it is supposed to be run first, kind of run friendly, which gets you back to like the you know. In my mind, I was like, go back to the Amon Green days, you know, where we're a running team that also has a really good quarterback to make make the plays. I didn't see any of that in this game. Um, Rodgers had some just bad passes. Uh, and he took sacks that I was like, just get rid of the ball. He got you, you talked about the sacks earlier. Uh, there were five sacks in the game. I think 
four of those were on third down. Maybe all five of them were on third down. It was a very frustrating game. Um, and I think that there's lots of room to improve on the offense. I can, I can, I guess I can chuck it up to learn a new system. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Bears defense is really good. I think Bears defense is going to do this to a lot of teams this year. I'm really chalking up to Bears defense being really good. So, uh, and I probably wouldn't be this yeah, complimentary hopefully. of the Bears defense. Yeah, yeah. Packers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the Packers yeah. had lost the game. So, anyway, I'm not happy, but <laughs> I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Exactly. No, All that's right. totally fair. All right, I won't yeah. make you talk about the Bears All right. anymore, Marlo. We can move on. Uh, all right. <clears throat> a new segment. I think we introduced a new segment all the time, Full like, slate, uh, slate of week one Sunday. One. In the books, uh, we get a, we're going to hit you here with yes. our reactions. Some might call them overreactions. Let's see. Um, we each, we have a couple. We each have a couple. Um, and we're going to grade them on a scale of one to five Skip Baylesses. All right, so I'll give a, I'll give the reaction, possibly overreaction, and then Marlo will grade it, and then I'll grade his. Uh, one being one skip Bayless, one skip, one skip or one Bayless. Okay. What do you want to call it? Do you just call them skip Baylesses? One skip, one Bayless. Uh, one skip. One, we'll go one skip. skip. All right. So one skip is like that could be true. I I I could see that happening. <laughs> Five. We'll go. We'll, no, we'll use the whole thing. Skip Baylesses. Okay, five Skip yeah. Baylesses means that's the most ridiculous take I've ever heard. Could have been out of the man's mouth himself. Um, all right, so my first take, Marlo. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> Overreaction. All right. Overreaction. My first take. Uh, move aside, Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is the future in the NFL quarterback. He went 17 for 20 today. Five touchdowns. Um, only ran the ball three times for six yards. Uh, he is the future of quarterback in the NFL, and we saw his unfurling today in Miami. Yeah, threw up a 50-burger in fantasy, FYI. Um, yeah, fact. All right, so <laughs> move over Pat Mahomes. That's the one that puts <laughs> it over the top. Uh, <laughs> so okay. That was a great that, – that, that part of the take. I came up like, and that's my best one. Yeah. Yeah, whoever Patrick Holmes, Lamar Jackson is the future. I'll give I'll I'll give that I'll give it four skips, four skip Baylesses. Nice, nice. On that one. I don't I don't think it's it's not the most ridiculous. It's yeah. pretty ridiculous for a week one <laughs> reaction. Uh let's see if we can carry it out. Uh but there is somewhere in the world where Lamar Jackson could be talked about, uh, you know, obviously if he keeps this going in the MVP kind of candidate race. Yeah. Um, to be fair, two of the touchdown passes were for 47 and 83 yards on essentially slant play, <laughs> slant run. <laughs> oh, that just that just went the distance. Um, and I think he could be the best fantasy quarterback because yeah. he's gonna get rushing yards. He's gonna get rushing touchdowns. He didn't in this game because he didn't have to, uh, but he might be the future <laughs> fantasy quarterback. And then I I came up with this hot take, and I guess the whole idea for this segment based on this. But then Patrick Fancy. Mahomes went out and went twenty five for thirty three for three seventy eight and three touchdowns himself. So he kind of, kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that's my first take. All right, you got what's your, yeah. what's your well first as I as reaction? I found as I found out this weekend. He... All right, first reaction. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins will hold both records for going 
undefeated. They're the only team to go undefeated and completely defeated as an organization. They will go 0-16 this season, not to win a game to hold both records. I mean, this is kind of dove- dovetailing off of uh, off of my Lamar Jackson hype. So uh, I could... Yep. It's one, it's ridiculous to think that a team could go 0-16. <laughs> But they were so bad today, and with the moves they made lately, I could possibly see this happen. And it would be perfect if they had both of them. That would be so fun. And I would love in like 30 yep. years, if there weren't any other teams to go 0-16, that they would pop the bottle when the last team, you know, the champagne bottle, when the last team won a game. <laughs> so they would have been the last team to go 0-16. That would be great. I, I only have a two-skip Bayless's, because I think they could be that bad. Two skips? Two skips. Awesome. Two skip yeah. They could. I mean, even even Fix Magic couldn't help him, right? Yeah. Now, now <laughs> even, eight, even Fix Magic playing the day could not help him uh, um, achieve achieve that goal of winning a game. So, all right, two skips on that. <laughs> two two skips on that. The only right. thing is, they play the Dolphins and Jets twice a year. <laughs> so, I feel like they might sneak one of those out. Um, maybe like. In December, when everybody's used to being cold, and then they go down there, you know how that is always the narrative. Like, oh shit, it's still like eighty degrees here. This is hard. I, it's like thirty up where we live. <laughs> matters, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right, right, my next one, Marlo. Yeah, <clears throat> they'll still find a way to beat the Patriots, right? God, that'd be hilarious. Their one win is against the Patriots. Um, here we go. All right, my take, Marlo. My next one: the Cleveland Browns would have who lost today. <laughs> They lost uh, forty-three to thirteen uh, to the yep. uh, mighty Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Cleveland Browns would have been been better off if they just stuck with Hugh Jackson a little longer. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh my God, that's that's there's <laughs> not even close. That is five skips. <laughs> that is this is why the skill was made for this take right here. <laughs> Five skips. <laughs> we're on, we're on the huge Jackson reunion or uh, getting credit back. Revival tour. Yeah. Yeah. Revival yeah, tour. Thank you. Tour. Revival. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. getting the interviews now. People are like, oh, maybe he wasn't that bad. <laughs> what was he? Was Hugh's record? What do you have total? Did he? Did he ever get over five wins for his whole freaking career? His whole there? tenure there. <laughs> he's not a loser, tenure. Marlo. He's not a loser. Um, not a loser five oh, yeah, except for the record i already have five <laughs> skips i have nowhere to go but down from here uh in this segment all right excellent um oh that's baker crazy. mayfield uh, 285 yards one touchdown three interceptions they didn't seem to really get the run game going uh it looked great early and then they just kind of sputtered and i don't know what happened um cleveland did today uh maybe they just need hugh jackson back <laughs> all right next take um Going, all right, here we go. Yeah, next take. All right, so Sammy Watkins has found the, found the, found, I don't want to say found the youth. He's already young, but has found the revival of youth. He's revived his career. He's now, at, he's the MVP candidate, will be the top receiver in the league after putting up 189 yards and three touchdowns today. Sammy Watkins, best receiver in the league. Best receiver in the league. My God. Um, <laughs> I did not know he had 189 yards. I saw the three touchdowns. 189 yards. Uh, that's got to be like 3.2 skip balances. Oh, nice. 
It's a li- I, I could see him finally like finally having a quarterback where it's like, dude, just run fast and I'll get you the ball, <laughs> and he can finally do it. Uh, the only reason it is ridiculous is he would have to stay healthy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's true. That's unlikely. Um, and he also is Sammy Watkins and hasn't put it together. It's like he's him and well, I guess he's like the rich man's Cordell Patterson, right? Like every team thinks they can figure him out. They have what it takes to put him together. And maybe Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Uh, But wow. Best wide receiver in the NFL. Probably not going to (laughs) be. Probably not going to be Sammy Watkins. But what a day he had. All right, my last one I got for you. Dak Dak Prescott. Forget $30 million a year, Marlo. Oof. Or wait, what did he ask for? Did he ask for 40 or 30? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Stats department. Forget. 40. Okay, he wanted $40 million a year. Forget $40 million a year. Give the man $50 million a year. He had a great game (laughs) against possibly one of the worst teams in the NFL. (laughs) Give that man his money. $50 million a year, Dak Prescott. (laughs) Wait, what's what's the highest passer rating you can get? Because he had 158.3. That sounds like the highest. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like, I don't know. Passer rating is What's the QBR? What's his QBR? It, so, it, didn't, it doesn't have it. I'm on ESPN. It doesn't have the QBR. Jesus. It sounds like the highest passer rating that you can get. That's impressive. There you go. Pay the man $15 million a year. <laughs> All right. Actually, I don't, I, you know what? I can only, I'll go with two skips of that. I don't think it's that outrageous. Uh, only because he's a Dallas Cowboy and Jerry's totally <laughs> open to Jerry was open that wallet up and but you know what you're right <laughs> you're right you're, you're a right. Dallas Cowboy quarterback just and he just scored he just beat the Giants yeah uh, at home with with that side I just yeah just open it up Ching. Jerry as long as long as you get Jerry with that with the right number of scotches probably around two two and a half right there he'll <laughs> probably cut that check in a minute cut that check. He's cutting out checks all over the place. Obviously gave Zeke the one earlier today. Um, I think he so everybody's just going like he signed all these players. Well, the cap's gonna go up like at some point. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna go up infinite. Like it's gonna only go up so much. And then he's gonna be playing like nine players, all the money. I don't know. Uh Dak Prescott. Pay the man. How many how many skips was that? Two. I got two, two skips. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we peaked at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Hugh Jackson one. That so, was, all right. those that was pretty our, hot. That was... <laughs> those were our overreactions. Uh, a lot of skip bales is handed out. That was fun. Uh, yeah. All right, looking at the week two, Marlo. Uh, my Packers are hosting Minnesota, who uh, really handled Atlanta today. So I'm a little bit worried. Um, I'm kind of going into this game expecting another defensive struggle. We'll see. Um I don't know what to think. We have we're slight favorites, I think, uh, in the game. Uh, from what I've seen on the early returns, I'm more ner- I f- I'm more nervous after they beat Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to be good this year. Maybe I just misread that, and they're not <laughs> they going to be good. They look so terrible. I'm re- reading too much into Week One. Minnesota looked good, and they beat an Atlanta team that I thought was going to be good pretty handily. That makes me a little bit worried. As a division home game, you, this is one you got to have. So, a big, big week two matchup for the Packers. <sighs> All right. Uh, what do you got Bears, for, your, for your Bears? Bears Bears are at Denver, uh, yeah. taking on Denver, reuniting with their old defensive coordinator, Fangio, yeah, who's now the head coach at Denver. Uh, it should be another 
another, like you said before, another great defense, another good defense going um, yeah. going at Mitch in Denver. So can't start the season off 0-2. We, we all know that's probably a disaster for any sort of playoff hopes. It's just a weird, it's a weird league like that. Uh, so I, we're already in that must-win situation in my book. Uh, so this will be will be very emotional for me, Casey. It's gonna be a very emotional week. Yeah, and it's interesting. We don't know what to expect from Denver yet. They play tomorrow night. Um, yep. They play the Raiders. Who, if they win, I don't know. If they lose, I think it'll tell you something about Denver. But if they win, I don't know if it'll tell you anything about Denver because <laughs> I don't know what the heck the Raiders. What's are going on with the Raiders? Yeah. Uh, anymore. So, um, yeah, that's that's uh, next week um, for the Bears. I, it's, I think it's a really tough spot for Trubisky. If he plays poorly, that doesn't – it could be kind of, you know, the new. that's when the newspapers start, you know, rolling and questions start being asked. And obviously you don't want that. So they got to got to win, win there. Uh, Denver's defense is probably better than the Packers. So probably. Tough, tough. Uh, any other games, Marl, that jump out to you um, on the next week? I mean, obviously we uh, so NBC it, Atlanta, who hurt my feelings today uh, against Philadelphia, and then uh, Monday night is Cleveland New York. So matchup of uh, what was it last year's one and two pick in uh, Darnold and Baker. Uh, so those are some interesting ones. Any, any other ones jump off the page at you? Yeah, Dallas Washington rivalry game. That's yeah. fun. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Battle of New York, Buffalo, and New York Giants. Whose state is it? Whose state is it? Jets. <laughs> Whose state not, is not, it? Who's Jets state not is allowed it? to be participate. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, but yeah, nothing really. I, I think. I think that would, that'd be fun if that was a rival. Like, the actual, obviously, the Jets are in there, so you can't really have like a, a state rivalry thing. But that would be fun. Yeah, uh, if it was loser, uh, loser leaves town. Topping the list for me, obviously. Um, Seattle Pittsburgh looked interesting, but now Pittsburgh's getting shellacked by New England. Um, so maybe it's a Jeez, who is thirty to three right now as we speak. Yeah. Who is uh, maybe it's a who is Pittsburgh game? Who's actually good? And maybe it's a who is Seattle game because I expected them to easily beat Cincinnati today, and they only won twenty one to twenty. So maybe it's a we expect both these teams to play off be playoff teams. Maybe one of them won't if they both, you know, look bad again. Uh, that's all I see on the docket. Oh, Marlon, New Orleans, Los Angeles, NFC title game rematch. Oh, rematch. Yeesh. Get ready. I don't know if you're gonna sit down and watch that game, but I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll put some money that they may show a replay of a non-call last season. Yeah. Maybe, possibly. That's probably gonna be really annoying to, to us. <laughs> Although we won't probably won't be able to watch it because. We'll be watching the Chicago Denver game on Fox, so at the same time. So there you go. Oh yeah. So there's that. We'll be, we'll be focused elsewhere. All right, that's week two NFL. Uh Thursday night, Tampa, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting stuff. I I'll mean, still I'll, watch it, but I'll watch yeah. it, but not exciting. Yeah, I'm still gonna right. watch it. All yeah. right. Any other NFL things? Uh we already talked about Antonio Brown. I think that was the only other non on the field thing that I can think of yeah no that's it patriots right. are beating the crap out of Steelers. yeah yeah and then look at all the right Brown into the fold fantastic <laughs> i just if 
if this is a 40 chess, he just wanted to get to the Patriots and the Steelers wouldn't trade into the Patriots move. I want to read that book. No, somebody <laughs> write the book, make it into a Someone movie, write the book. make it into a movie. <laughs> then I'll watch that movie. Yeah, there you go. That would be freaking interesting. Um, all right. <laughs> Read the book. It's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, sit down. I got to watch. I got football to watch and a podcast to do. All right. Uh, and my God, this is taking forever, right? All right. A quick baseball. <laughs> touch up baseball, Marlo. I'll do it really fast. Uh, yep. Most recent. I'm on a high. Brewers won three out of four against the Cubs. Um, so it feels good in the moment. Uh, still six and a half back of the Cardinals. They're two back of the Cubs for the wild card. Um, this was a must win series. Uh, they won three out of the four. And they have a real opportunity to make a move in the wild card. Division looks a little unlikely. Six and a half games back is pretty far right now. But upcoming this week, they host the Padres. They host the Pirates. Two teams out of contention. And then next week, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week, but they go at the Reds, at the Rockies. These are four under 500 teams. We need to go. We need to win these series. We need to win these games. Make a push for the wild card, for the playoffs. If it's going to happen has to happen these two weeks. That'll be fun to tune into. Baseball stat of the week here for you, Marlo. <clears throat> Christian Yelich, a uh, lot of numbers here, is the fourth player in MLB history with 80-plus home runs, 200 RBIs, and 50-plus stolen bases over two seasons, joining Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez. Maybe you heard of him. He's in that category. It's been amazing to watch him, and he had three or four just crucial hits in this series against the Cubs. So he's been fun to watch. He's also in the 40-30 club, uh, 40 home runs and 30 stolen bases. The real shot to get at the 50-30 club, which I don't think exists, he might be the only member. That would be something exciting to root for, even if the Brewers don't make a playoff push. That's it for baseball. Marlon, I will continue talking on to the corner kick. Um, yeah, score kick, America's yeah. favorite segment. <laughs> As for what's coming up in the Premier League, listen to last week's segment. I did not realize that there was an international break this week. <laughs> <laughs> the games I talked about then, Liverpool at Newcastle, Leicester City versus United. That's that's this week. Yeah, I what? bet you people were up this earlier that this this weekend was like, where's the I, games? Casey said there was games. Yeah, Casey said I honestly woke up Saturday, turned on the TV and went, What the hell? There's no soccer. I, I totally miss it. That's my bad. <laughs> I need to do better. I understand. Um, the U.S. men's national team had a friendly against Mexico. That was ugly, man. It was ugly. Uh, U.S. men's national team lost 3-0. to zero, And depending on how serious you take friendlies, either the U.S. men's national team is in crisis or it's just a friendly. And who cares? For my sanity and my <laughs> hope for the U.S. men's national team, I'm going to say it's just a friendly who cares. But we got to start figuring something out, turning some things around. It looks really bad uh, for the men's national team. Um, it's just tough. It's a tough time. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, on Liverpool news, uh, Virgil van Dijk signs a six-year contract with Liverpool. He, the uh, Blondo, the Or winner, uh, the what people are calling the best defender in the world is staying in Liverpool for six years or until he demands a, a transfer. Um, the buzz in Liverpool circles is that uh, players want to come and stay at Liverpool. They think they can win things at Liverpool. Um, 
which is uh, a change from kind of what has been recent history. We've kind of seen really great players come up through Liverpool and then go on to kind of bigger and better things at bigger and better clubs. But maybe with Jurgen Klopp at the helm, uh, Liverpool has positioned themselves to be a destination top-tier club. Obviously, winning the Champions last year will help with that. Um, It's exciting. I don't know that this says that per se, but it's definitely stepping in the right direction. And as a Liverpool fan, I cannot wait to watch. I would love to watch six years of Virgil van Dijk being center back for Liverpool. Because um, that man makes defending look exciting. Much more exciting than defending looks in the NFL. Uh, so there we go, Marlon. That's it for the corner kick. All right. Um, notes for you sign off. Uh, USA Basketball beat Greece. And yeah. I still can't watch it because it's on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Um, they're in the second group stage, which I don't really understand. All the games count, but they're in a group stage where they're playing different opponents. Uh, they beat Greece. And I saw a really interesting uh, tweet from uh, our buddy Jacobs, uh, who was commenting on um, the treatment that Giannis is getting when he plays for Greece. He's been getting some negative coverage because Greece has been struggling. He hasn't been playing particularly great for Greece. Uh, He compared that to Lionel Messi's uh, when he plays for Argentina. When Messi, who is the best soccer player in the world, to be honest, one of the best basketball players in the world, play for their national team, they're playing around not as good players and more is expected of them. And it is harder for them to do more because of the talent surrounding them. Uh, And he, his take was that Giannis is getting unfairly criticized. Messi gets unfairly fairly criticized, and I thought that was a really great take by him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah, FIFA's still going on. Giannis can still ball, no matter what anybody says. Uh, that's it for me, Casey. You got anything else? Uh, that is all from my point. Thank you for making it to this point, fellow fans. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Uh, but thanks for being along for the ride. And until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. Mm-hmm.